The footy fellas are here in Chicago, and we're going clubbing for the holidays. Yup, yup. Welcome to Footy Fellas. And welcome back to Footy Fellas. Another episode, another day, another holiday, another holidays. Put some Hollandaise sauce on my pancakes, sir. Sheesh. Because I, I don't want no Eggs Benedict. I want some savory pancakes today. Yum yum in my tum tum. That's uh, for all our fofs who know exactly what I'm referencing and all of that. That was episode 12. <laughs> episode 12 of Footy Fellas, if you got that reference. With our interview with Dr. Seuss himself, <laughs> uh, Gerald Tolstoy, I believe was his name. Yes, before it went south. Before it went very south. All the way to the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, a uh, big topic that we have been debating on the sides, but not really. This is the first time we're actually talking about it. Um, part of our holiday special extravaganza... It's three episodes, three different topics. This episode in particular, uh, we're talking, we're kind of talking about the present, but we're really, we're really talking about the future here. We're talking about, we're talking about impact kids, all right, youths, youngsters who are taking the world stage by storm, and either um, are going to rise to the top immediately, or will have a slow burn over time. These might be players that you have seen. Um, dominating in your park in Minnesota or on the Parc de Prince in uh, Paris. Nice. Uh, that, that was made up top of the dome <laughs> like the... Uh, Metrodome. Metrodome, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it could be a Minnesota Viking prospect. Yes. <laughs> right. It could be a kicker could be uh, a, that you could you could have What used. a leg on that guy. Right. Um, but really what we're looking for from the three of us, uh, is, um, is the best young player that we should be watching right now. Um, what, what I could use, um, is an explanation of why they're worth watching. What makes them different than others who exist out in the, uh, in this, this world, uh, of soccer. I, I want to know if they, ha- if we have any current or, uh, past season stats, anything that should really make me go, wowie! Maui wowie. And then lastly, uh, predicted significance on the world stage. Where is this player going to be five to ten years from now? Do they emulate anyone uh, remarkable that could help put an idea of who this guy or girl is in our minds? Um, let's see. I went first in the last episode recording, so I'm looking around at you guys for eye contact as to who who really is ready for it. I think Eli's... I think Eli's ready for it. I think Eli's going to take it. Um, no, no, now I'm thinking about it. Because the last one will be Icy, so Icy should go first. Neither of us, you got to, if you're going to do it like this, you're <laughs> sitting across the room. So first of all, come, scooch a little closer. Come a little closer to the mic. I know you have your own headset and headphones over there. Okay. Um, but now you can actually look in our eyes, because we can barely see you. <laughs> Icy's still pixelated, for oh, the record. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the episode before this, uh, and it doesn't sound already different right now, Icy, Icy is physically with us, which is which is wonderful. I think we have to give a, a howl for that, just like a. Your yeah, boy. <laughs> um, uh, 
and and so and now now he's actually he was a little pixely because he was far away in Minnesota. Now now that he's kind of his body starting to catch up with him a little bit. He's here in Chicago. I'm seeing more of him. I think he's looking a little bit ready, more ready to to take this on and go first and kind of walk us through who he thinks is the best young player we should be watching these days. All right, I will jump right into it, and I'll start off by saying I, I wish I could tell the Foffs that I looked around the world for young talent in all these different leagues, but we love the Premier League, and it's hard to, to overlook the league that we watch the most, uh, the as well as playing the Fantasy Premier League, so you just have uh, uh, an inner inner knowledge and, and just more knowledge of all the players that, that play in the league. So I did stay there, and um, my choice, the best young player to watch, is Connor Gallagher, mm-hmm. 21 okay. years old. Okay. I do want to shout out Damari Gray. He would have been my top choice until I saw his age. He's 25. I thought he was younger, um, but he is a great young talent. 25 is not old, but in soccer years, uh, getting up there, I guess, so... We're going with Connor Gallagher. He's only 21. I think he's been a standout player this year um, for Crystal Palace. He's on loan, actually, from Chelsea, which uh, I recently found out about. And uh, Thomas Tuchel said this year that he's not going to bring him back for the remainder of the season. So he will spend this season at Crystal Palace. He has four goals and three assists already uh, in 14 appearances. So pretty well. He had... Four goals in his first 10 appearances, so a little bit of a goal um, slump, but uh, he's putting up better numbers than a $100 million man, Grealish himself in City, so that's that's always something that that uh, people like to point point at as a stat marker, stat benchmark. Um, he's definitely uh, a focal point for the Crystal Palace team, super aggressive in the midfield, which I love about him. Um, which actually gets him into some yellow card issues. He's on. He's on the verge of missing a, a game with five. But you love that. I love like, that. That, uh, that makes you love him even more that he's just on the that. on the verge of like messing up their season. <laughs> love it. But I do think he'll hit the double digit goal tally, which is a big big mark for him uh, by the end of the season. Uh, so you got 20, 24 or so games left to do it, and I think Chelsea will then be forced to take a good look at him. I don't think they're going to bring him on. I don't think he actually plays the style Thomas Tuchel wants. Uh, although he is aggressive, the midfield of Chelsea seems a bit more Jorginho-esque, where they're a bit smaller and just uh, more clinical. So I think uh, Chelsea will sell him. Crystal Palace probably want to take him. Uh, I don't know if they have the funds for it. I think he'll be. I think Chelsea will try and sell him off for for a premium. But I'd see him as more of a Declan Rice type player, where he'll he'll play for a middle tier, middle table team. Crystal Palace maybe somewhere else. Uh, and then he'll get quite good, and he will make the national team for England, English boy. But he won't make it. He'll make it after the 2022 World Cup. He did get called up earlier when there were some injuries, but he won't be on this this team. Um, and yeah, so I think of him very much as a, as a young Declan Rice in a way, uh, very talented, and definitely going to be making uh, making moves on the on the national team. I love I love the moniker of a young Declan Rice because Declan Rice How old is Declan? Is old man. He's like twenty two, two maybe twenty three. Twenty two. Okay. <laughs> great, great submission. Connor Gallagher. He has taken the FPL, the Fantasy Premier League, world by storm because he was he's still I think worth five point something or six maybe as a midfielder, and he's probably top five, definitely top ten, maybe top five in points. 
I had no idea he was on loan from Chelsea. Didn't know that part of his background. I probably would have guessed he was older than 21, you said. Mm-hmm. I would have definitely guessed he was like 23, 24 at least. So great submission to this young player pool. You never hear about him as the any of the future players to watch type discussions. He's also got flow, like literal hair flow. And I, I don't think that gets nearly enough love. Um, you look at like, a, I'm trying to think of other iconic flow midfielders in the Prem. None. Are, I mean, Cantwell comes to my mind, but he can't play well this season. I haven't seen him much. I haven't heard of him. I think he's, him. Maybe he's hurt. I don't, I'm not sure. Genuinely, I don't watch Norwich, but I do think Gallagher is uh, is like a, just. He seems like a guy who could be a big cult player. He could be a player that you can just kind of love. He may not. He may not ascend to the greatness of like a Declan Rice per se, but he he definitely is a, a, an interesting figure who should cement himself as a Premier League all timer. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I also want to add that I don't I don't see him ever leaving the Premier League. I think his aggressive style is much better suited to this league and. Um, La Liga is not like that. The Bundesliga maybe a little bit, but I don't see him ever leaving England. I love it. Eli, who are we looking at? We are looking at a fellow young Englishman outside of the Premier League. This is a man that Jones and I were watching the Bayern Dortmund Derby. What is the name of that derby? Der Klassiker. Der Klassiker. This past weekend, great game. If you haven't watched the the highlights there, even though this might be released well in the future, who knows? Either way, we were watching Bayern and Dortmund, and the the commentators said something that really stuck with me when it came to thinking about young players to watch. They said that Jude Bellingham for Dortmund, the young 18-year-old, has been their best player this season, their most impactful player this season, with Halan sidelined for a bit with an injury, uh, Reina sidelined a bit with an injury, and he has really stepped up to the plate and taken on the brunt of their midfield work, production, smoothly moving the ball, really growing into his his uh, shape and who he's going to be as a player going forward. And so that's who I'm bringing to the group. He has been playing both as a sort of an outside mid, but also playing through the center. So he's a little flexible in his position because he's so athletic. He's quick on the ball. He is just pacey, not on the ball. Um, and is a very skilled passer. And with within that, he has five assists on the year, two goals in 13 Bundesliga appearances. He's also scored in the Champions League, I believe, even though Dortmund is going out. Compared to last year, where he had one goal and three assists in 29 matches. So you can already see both the situation allows for it, and also he has grown as a player. He's producing, he's finding players more op- often, he's getting forward perhaps more often than he was last year. And this is only his second year at the senior level for Dortmund. So it really feels like in the future, he's going to follow the path of someone like Pulisic or Gio Reyna, who I think most folks would argue you'd still rather have him than Bellingham right now. But being an 18-year-old, I could totally see him moving to the Prem for a Pulisic-esque price tag of like 80 mil a couple years from now once he's developed his game. Um, And I think he will probably get time for England, who happen to be really stacked midfield-wise right now. But four or five years from now, when he's 22, 23, if he continues to elevate his game, I could see him playing a role on the national stage as well. So Jude Bellingham, I'd put him top five 19 and unders players to watch right now. Blows my mind when you say something like, yeah, five years from now when he's like 
22. He could be playing on, it's like five, you, you can imagine just how much you should be able to grow in that time span, mm-hmm. just how good you can be. And to be 18 and have, being an impact player against Bayern on, you know, Dortmund, what a what an incredible talent. The thing that I can't fathom is just really how expensive he will be. Because I do think with with the English price tag, you know, he's a, he's a young English player. If he's coming back to the Prem, you're paying buco bucks for for this boy if, if he's like if he maintains this trend and someone needs to pull him in to you know regain their midfield i mean at least i mean you're going to over 100 i would i would estimate wow yeah that's <laughs> a huge price tag easy dang yeah i think um good shout jude belling bellington uh bellington bellingham 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 my bad my bad i gotta get used to the name because i look him up right now liverpool is leading the charge to pull him Whoa. from uh Dortmund. so I love to see that. They, 18, super young, got the talent. Henderson and Fabinho are getting a little old in the Liverpool team. So uh, Jurgen, Jurgen's looking looking to uh, bring down that age. So, hey, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Sounds like a great player. 100 million price tag. Probably worth it. <laughs> so if you, if you get him for five years, it feels worth it. Yeah. Because I think he, he still needs to, like, it's interesting looking now at, at Sancho, another... Dortmund's move to the Dortmund young player, very skilled, very highly talented move to the Premier League. And you'd argue so far, it's not been a, a rousing success, but you can see the flashes of, yes, he has that talent in him. Probably years from now, as Man U evolve, he'll evolve and pr- prove that value, why they signed him for that much. It almost feels like a more safe bet to sign someone like Bellingham who would play out of the middle versus a winger. I don't know why. Do, do you guys agree with that? Like signing a central like a little, midfielder a little more versus a winger? A little more uh, like Swiss Army knife type type player? Or? Less. Uh, is it is it also a physicality thing? Like you're you're less, um, you know, reliant on acceleration and speed that that might fall off over time. So your, your, your peak window of what you can provide for a team is much more narrow versus a, mm-hmm. you know, box-to-box midfielder where your role is to, you know, be a little bit more of a facilitator, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it all seems like with the Sancho United um, situation, it seemed like United kind of got bought him to take him off the market. They didn't really play, haven't really played him enough. Um, but now now with uh, managerial changes and whatnot, he's been getting more more tick. And he's been, I think he's been, he's been good, showing flashes of, of what he can bring. And I think the more time he gets out on the field, he'll be, he'll be showing up. There's just there's storylines that get this is the last last comment before we move into our last young player. There are storylines that get built up about leagues and young players and how they fare elsewhere. And each additional subsequent young player that moves from that league to uh, a different to the prem, for example, becomes a part of that narrative. And especially folks that are are younger and are understanding the game now. Like, you know, we don't have as many of the same narratives. We've talked about this before with, like, the U.S. being just physically imposing, and that's what the American soccer players bring. So I think it's less of a nationality thing I'm talking about, but more of a league thing. Can someone make the transition from the Bundesliga to the Prem or from uh, Liga 1 to, um, you know, to La Liga or Liga MX player to the MLS, and you just get more use cases, more examples of it either working out or not working out? And it feels like Bellingham would be one where it works out. However, his price tag, whether he moves, might be dependent on a couple of those Dortmund and other German players that have moved more recently. 
We'll see. Something also to keep in mind is he did he was raised in like the second division of, of the Premier, you know, of, of England. He, he grew up playing in, in Birmingham, and so you know, is he already accustomed to that rough and rumble thing? Um, second is um, that I have forgotten what the second point was, but um, his, his name is Jude. That's kind of cool. Hey, Jude. <laughs> Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's let's move in the last one, the last uh, the last youngster that that I really do genuinely think um, you guys should should pay attention to um, because he, in my estimation, is is destined for true stardom. He is going to be a top five midfielder in the world, and he'll he'll maintain that status for a, a long time. Um, he goes by the name Pedri Gonzalez, aka Pedri. And he's a 19-year-old attacking midfielder uh, playing on the depleted Barcelona squad, which is, by and large, how he got his role. Uh, He burst onto the scene last year primarily, and and I will say for a moment, Barcelona has a highly touted youth academy. There are, you know, often do you see young players who are are held up and said, wow, look at this guy, Carlos Alinea, or um, Moraba, oh, I'm gonna don't insert name here for we'll put this in the pod. We'll just edit it later. But uh, the guy who went to to Leipzig, but they have all of these young talents who either kind of flourish or they don't. Pedri, to me, again, I wasn't super close to Barcelona. Kind of came out of nowhere. He was kind of a name that kind of popped up and was playing pretty well. I think everyone watching him last year for Barcelona alone thought, wow, like he's doing a pretty good job. He's actually getting assists. He's getting involved. He's starting games at the age of 18, 17. Um, And then he went to the Euros. And that's where this kid really blew up. Because not only was he then starting for a national team in a massive tournament, but he was dominating. He was, uh, had the highest pass completion rate for the entire tournament. That is, he made uh, he completed 421 passes out of 461 for a rate of 91%, which is which is bananas. But even in the semifinal when they played Italy, and this was the one that had everyone saying this guy is truly incredible. He played the entire game, and he was 65 for 67 passes. He had a 97 percent percent pass complete rate. Um, he is the attacking mid, the controlling mid, he's the mid that you want on your team if you are going to be a possession-based, attacking, dominating um, entity. And that's what Barcelona were back in their their dominating days of 2009-2012, and that's where they will be in the next few years once they've built the team around him and Frankie de Jong and Gavi, this young, talented, talented midfield. Where do I think he's going to be in the next few years? I'm calling it now. He's going to be the next Iniesta. Iniesta was wow. that very, very talented, but not the fastest dude in the world, but still found a way to get out of pick, picking locks and getting out of tight corners and making passes and putting the ball in the back of the net. I firmly believe Pedri, if he continues to play that the way he's playing, will be uh, dominating and, and helping. He will be a key component of Barcelona's rise up into the upper echelon again after they toil in the Europa League, which I love to see. Um, and then also on the world stage for, for España. Um, so look out for Pedri. Well, truth is you don't have to look out for him. He's, he's already out there. So um, I recommend that you buy his jersey now before it gets too expensive. 
Great call. I remember seeing a bunch of stuff. Uh, BR Football, I think, on Instagram was throwing out a lot. He played an unreal amount of games last year. That was one of the things I kept saying. Like, He's playing 90 minutes, 80 games in a calendar year, insanity, and just crushing it still. And Now, I think for his health and well-being, his managers need to watch that. But 18, 19, whatever old he is, he, uh, he's got youth, so he can bounce back pretty quick. So... Yeah, is he going to be, I mean, so you said Iniesta. So not not necessarily the messy type player, but he'll. you think they're going to build Barcelona around? I think he's a player who, you know, they, they're just building a team that's talented enough where they have, um, uh, who, wow, blanking, who's the winger, the young winger? Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati, thank you. They have the Ansu Fati, Pedri, Gavi, Frankie de Jong. You know, they're just building this young, young team uh, that can have so much talent in it that, you know, Pick a pick a weapon. It you know it doesn't have to be a Messi. They'll have a bunch of Messies out there, yeah. but but not really. Um, but I, I think he's gonna be great. He's currently worth about eighty million. I think. <laughs> oh my God. I think if you want to pry him away from Barca, it's got to be a quarter of a billion right now because he's just that valuable to their to their future. If I he if he turns out either half between one half and two thirds of Iniesta by the time his career is all said and done, they will be thrilled yeah good absolutely i was thinking about uh this might date this episode but barcelona played bayern today in the last champions league group group match and i watched a little bit of it and uh barcelona got worked <laughs> and so so i'm i'm excited for barcelona to build and pedri to to lead the team and the other young stars but uh i want to give a quick shout out to Al- alfonso davies who is already a legend and he's 21 years old young talent he is fantastic. I mean, this guy, he might be a lifer at Bayern Munich. I don't know. I can't really ever see him leaving, but he'll be great wherever he goes. He, he He's really, really amazing. He was locking down uh, whoever Barcelona player was. Did, they did nothing. And so, it's a young talent. They're everywhere. They really are. Plenty of massive young names we didn't mention, like Davies, like Phil Foden, mm-hmm. uh, Declan. Ma- Declan Rice, Mason Greenwood, just the biggest and the best. Um, who else? What other big names could we have gone with? If you want to count Erling Holland, fair. Or, or if you want to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, that other talented player on that team that plays soccer. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. That the one, other one? The, one that, the young one. Oh. Um. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, you could look at players like Reyna or Cigino Dest or. Yeah. Pulisic. Pulisic or McKinney. I mean, these are just random. Musa. Very talented. Mu- uh, Eunice Musa. Yeah. George Wea. Uh, George Wea's, uh, you know, Son. relative. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Wea. Timothy um, Wea. I'm, I'm happy with the choices we made, though. I think we each one brought a little something different to the table. Pedri, probably the biggest of the three at the moment, value wise and name recognition wise. But all three of these young players should be. Names to, to be reckoned with in the coming years. I'm glad we glad we talked about them. And I thank you guys both for coming to the table and bringing your youth uh, and charm and good looks. Uh, to those who listened, thank you as well for bringing your youth, good lar- uh, good good larms and l- lurks. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you. Adios. <laughs>